Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who worked as an employee of a fast food restaurant at nine years old. Joining me, as always, is the woman who always asks for salt on the side of her fries, Laura Arnold. That's not true. You don't, you're not, you're not a, you're not a Karen when it comes to your fry (laughs) order? No. Well, that's good. Do you ever ask for fries with no salt so they have to make brand new fries? No. My parents used to work at a Hardee's restaurant, and on snow days in particular, um, we didn't have school, and we didn't have like a babysitter or anything, and so they would take us into work with them, and they would have to work in the morning through, you know, they'd get off in the afternoon. And they, my dad was the general manager of the restaurant and my mom was an employee there. And so when we were little, little, I remember like being forced to be woken up at like three or four in the morning and then waking up in the break room of that restaurant. And then uh, when I got older, we would be put to work. And so my brother and I, we would make the, uh, the peach cobbler that they, that they would serve, which was delicious. And then I remember at one point my dad, like, put me at the the grill and had me make the eggs uh for the for the for the orders because it would just be like three people running the restaurant in the beginning of the morning and so for the breast for the breakfast lunch or the that rush they'd have me uh, making the eggs that's crazy I see i imagine yeah <laughs> there's child labor laws in place for that <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I celebrated my birthday. Yes, you did. Um, I'm almost a completely old man now, so... Over the hill. I'm so close to that now. Um, But it was a great birthday. I got to see my little baby nephew, who cried when he walked in and saw it was a birthday, because he was scarred by his birthday. And I guess he (laughs) was reminded of it when he saw the balloons. Um. Although it didn't help the fact that my mom, because she knows I like Batman, she made my birthday Batman themed. So 29 year old having a Batman themed birthday. Um, hilarious. Yes. Um, but yeah, my nephew burst into tears and then he was forced to apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old is he? He is a little over two. So he can barely speak. He can barely speak. <laughs> yeah, he came up to me and was like, I'm sorry, Uncle John. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, much better than last year's birthday, which was sad affair. Yeah, same. Um, well, actually, both so, of my birthdays in the last two years have been trash. I'm so sorry. And you love birthdays. I've got like 30 minutes of a of a Nazi speech that you gave about them. <laughs> Nazi speech. Birthdays are important. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I pulled her string again. <laughs> Turn back now, I listeners. Don't, I don't to go into the whole thing because it's already been in an episode but i do very much so believe that birthdays are extremely important everybody should celebrate them to the best of their ability laura our podcast is all about storytelling right storytelling idiots that's us 
That's that's very true. <laughs> and the one rule that we've always had, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast before or not, but uh, the rule we've always had with ourselves and with our guests is that the stories that we tell on the podcast have to be true. It didn't necessarily have to have happened to them personally, but the story itself has to be true. Yes. Okay, I already know the answer to this question, but Laura, are you a good liar? I feel like we covered this recently. I'm a terrible liar. Yes, so because I knew that you're a terrible liar, and because I know that our our rule has always been we have to tell true stories, I figure this is the perfect opportunity to introduce a new segment of us playing Two Truths and a Lie. Oh boy. So So um, we're going to do three rounds. Uh, The first round is celebrities. The second round is families. And the third round is free for all. Could be literally anything. So we're going to go with round one celebrities. Laura, you may go first. Okay. Uh, I'm so bad at this. Okay. (sighs) So ready. Uh, my first concert was Charlie Daniels Band. I met okay. Ryan Stiles, Chip Eston, and Jeff Davis. And who is who is, who is those people? Uh, they're from whose line is it anyway? Oh, Chip Eston. Okay, yes. I'm. I had my first kiss. Um, when that came on. Well, whose first line? it was I watched Taken, and then made out during Taken, and then after Taken ended, we watched Whose Line and made out more. That was, that was my first night of kissing. Anyway, this is about your two truths and a lie. Okay, so that was your first one. Or your second one. My second one. My third one okay. is I met Joel McHale in an elevator. What? <laughs> okay. Um, I think... Oh, gosh. This is this is tough, actually. Um, partially because I got distracted, so I wasn't able to... To pay attention to your bad lying. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the first one is true. The Charlie okay. Daniels band. Um, I'm going to say you did not meet Joel McHale in an elevator. Because I don't know where you would meet him in an elevator. He was. I in, think that's the lie. He was in Madison uh, at the comedy club, which is about a block and a half away from the concourse hotel, which is the elevator. Wisconsin does not have a comedy club. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like a block away from the Capitol, right on state mm-hmm. street mm-hmm. on the, across the street from the overture center. And where did you meet, um, the three who's liners in Appleton? <laughs> I don't like how skeptical you are. I'm so sorry, listeners. I am <laughs> glaring at her with a lot of skepticism as I'm trying to sort through which one is a lie. I still think it's Joel McHale. Uh, you still think meeting Joel McHale in an elevator is a lie? Yes. It's true. Or no. <gasps> no, 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 no. It's true that it's a lie. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> But I almost met Joel McHale in an elevator. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Yeah, so ready. Okay. First one. I once walked literally into James Franco. <laughs> um, I missed an opportunity to meet Melissa McCarthy due to sunstroke. And I met the cast of SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical, backstage after the show. I don't think you met 
the cast of SpongeBob SquarePants backstage because I feel like you bumped into them somewhere else. What were you doing that gave you sunstroke? Well, I was in L.A. for spring break. My my big from my theater fraternity was living out in L.A. And so I went with spring break to go visit her. And uh, we had been walking around like downtown L.A. all day. And then uh, we were supposed to go to a meet and greet um, that she was hosting. And then I ended up catching sunstroke uh, and ended up having to go stay in the hotel uh, for the rest of the day. Okay, I think you're... I think your sunstroke story is a lie. You are correct. It is a lie. Um, yes. I actually did meet Melissa McCarthy. Um, it was not, uh, but I, so there was no sunstroke issues there. <laughs> Round two. I have ancestors from Prussia. I was, okay. I was almost a twin. I once dated a guy that was from my dad's hometown, but did not meet him in that hometown. The twin one I know is true because we've talked about it before. I feel like the third one, I, I feel like that's not a huge deal. It doesn't matter if it's a huge deal hometown. or not. It just, um, it's weird though, right? Is it? I don't know. I think so. I feel like the first, I think that one's a lie. I think the Prussia one's a lie. That's true. Oh! Are you ready, Laura? Yes. Okay. My great-grandparents allegedly preached at an Appalachian Pentecostal church that handled snakes. My parents used to grow weed in our basement. <laughs> and my family line has a small castle, in our, and I say castle with quotation marks, uh, in our homeland of Germany. The growing weed in your basement is false. You, you think the growing weed is the lie? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we have... Oh, no. Yeah, I think we have talked about how your great-grandparents went to a church that handled snakes. Or maybe I talked to Kari about that. That has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Oh, no. But there's no effing way that your parents grew weed in their basement. You are incorrect. When the F did your parents grow weed in their basement? <laughs> On purpose? <laughs> um, yeah, so my parents, before they became Christians, they were the party house. And so they grew weed uh, They grew weed uh, in the basement. They had uh, grow lights and everything. Um, and they'd have to turn them off when they knew that uh, the, the cops were flying overhead with the scanners and stuff to locate them. So they would have to turn them off and everything. But yeah, they were, my parents were drug dealers before they were Christians. Okay. So Um, what's the lie? uh, The lie is uh, my family. Well, I grew up thinking because my, my, my family has these beer steins since we're, you know, German that have, that have Seidenberg on them and that has a castle on them. And when we were growing up, my parents would tell us that we had a Seidenberg castle in Germany. And I believed them until I was like in high school. And then I was like, cause I told everybody that I knew that I had a castle. And then my mom was like, yeah, that's not really true. Um, and so I was really disappointed. So, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But there's no castle. So, okay. We are, we are, each one for one. Uh, I used to play the French horn. Okay. I once spilled a flaming shot on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a quote bartender boyfriend end quote, which was a joke between the two of us. Anyway, who got me to come to his apartment to read his play and fell asleep while I read it. 
Okay, you weren't ever supposed to tell anybody what happened at my apartment. <laughs> you were also never a bartender. <laughs> um, I made drinks for our guests all the time. Yeah, I know, but like... <laughs> this... Oh, you mean license. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right, formalities. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, I think you and I originally bonded because you played the French horn and I played the French horn. You did? Oh, I guess we did not bond over that information. <laughs> I don't know who I'm talking about then. Um, Maybe we did. What were you wearing when you spilled said flaming shot? You know, I don't really remember. I think I was wearing... Basically, I'm trying to know how damaged you are. <laughs> how da- I mean, I survived, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I think it mostly got on my jeans. We were able to deal with that. Okay, all right. Um, I think the flaming shot is a lie. That is correct. <laughs> I'm in the lead, two to one. Let's see if you can deduce my information here. Oh, I'm so excited. Here we go. Oh, I'm, ooh, I'm getting the nervous sweats now. Okay. I have to best you in everything. And I usually do. So I need to make sure I best you right now, too. That's okay. so rude. <laughs> all right. My scripts have been produced all over the world. I'm a scriptwriter, if you didn't know. Um, my math teacher once told me regarding my dating expectations to lower my standards. And the last one. I once tried to recreate the swimming pool scene from The Sandlot to get my first kiss. And it was not successful, obviously. I know the last two are true. You don't think my scripts have been produced all over the world? I think they've been... No. No, I don't. <laughs> wow, you say that so emphatically. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's just really sad for you to be so sure about being so wrong. How am I wrong? I know your math teacher told you to lower your standards. <laughs> yes, she did. It wasn't the scene from the Sandlot. No. It was, um, is, uh, Little Mermaid? Um, that, oh God. I did <laughs> once try to recreate the scene from the Little Mermaid, um, but I had already been kissing one whole girl that whole time oh okay um so no uh no <laughs> i was actually kind of grossed out by watching the swimming pool scene from sandlot um but yeah no my scripts have been produced all over the world <laughs> jerk <I'm> sorry <laughs> so, so once again i'm the winner wait so what scene was it that you did try to recreate to get my first kiss yeah there really wasn't one. I used to write in my scripts. I used to write kisses into my scripts that I knew I was going to be in um, so I could get my first kiss. And the it always ended up not happening, whether it was the girl saying, no, I don't want to do that. Um, one time it was actually my girlfriend who was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so because she sad. didn't want to kiss sad. you or she didn't want to kiss you like in public. I guess she didn't want to kiss me in public. Um, cause apparently, uh, her, her, her best friend came up and yelled at me once after school because I refused to kiss her. And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm scared to. And she was like, you need to kiss her. And I <laughs> never did. So there you go. She listens to the podcast. 
Oh my god, I almost just spit my beer out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Amazing. So Laura, how do you feel to have uh, once again lost to my genius you make it sound like i lose to you and everything and that's just not true well the good thing is that i have you saying i lose to you at everything so i can cut out the other parts of that sentence and just have you say john i have you lose i lose to you at everything <laughs> um real quick laura i've got to get this off my chest um because i went on a date with a i went on a socially distanced date um, a couple of weeks ago and about halfway through the date um, we were like saying well it was the end of the date and she all of a sudden went wait I know who you sound like and I was like what and she's like you sound like somebody and I have not been able to figure out who it is until just now and I was like what who and she said and I don't know if you watch this show or not but she said, you sound like David Rose from Schitt's Creek. Next step is to fold in the cheese. What does that mean? What does fold in the cheese mean? He folds it in. I, I understand that, but how, how do you fold it? Do you fold it in half like a piece of paper and drop it in the pot, or what do you do? David, I cannot show you everything. Okay, well, can you show me one thing? You just, here's what you do. You just fold it in. Okay, I don't know how to fold broken cheese like that. And I don't know how to be any clearer. You take that thing that's in your hand, uh -huh. and you... If you say fold in one more time... It says fold it in! This is your recipe. You fold in the cheese then. Don't you dare. You fold it in. David! Oh, good. Now I see bubbles. David! What does burning smell like? <laughs> What does burning smell like? So my question to you is, do I sound like him? I think he's higher pitched than you are. Well, I well, I was kind of offended at first because I was like, I don't think I sound anything like him. And then she was like, what's well, only when you get really passionate or really like upset or excited about something. That's when it sounds like him. I see that. Yeah. I, I don't know that I entirely agree, but I do. I see why somebody who had just met you would say that but now you know what i embrace it because david rose is one of my favorite characters he's great so just needed to get your little opinion on that have a question or need some anecdotal advice on a subject the unlicensed doctors are in um <laughs> between me and laura uh, so send them to us, send those questions or uh, questions for advice to us, uh, and they might be shared on a future podcast. Send those questions, comments, or stories to us, written, filmed, or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Yes, write us a review on Apple Podcast and share this podcast with your friends. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you, so send them in. We're excited to listen. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week where I shall be back in my kitchen in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> and I will dun, still dun, be dun. in Spring Green, Wisconsin. That also means the return of John, um, sober John, will be gone from the podcast. Yay! So you will get boozed up John for podcasts now. Oh my it God. truly will mean a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Yeah, it won't be a lie anymore. No more unsweet tea for this chap. Oh. Woohoo!
So if that's not worth turning in tuning, ooh, maybe I'm already drunk. If that's not worth tuning into next week, I don't know what is. That's worth certainly me tuning in next week. <laughs> I've been sick of being the only person with a beer in my hand, and I don't even get drunk for me these anymore because you don't get drunk with me. Yeah, I can't. I can't record. I've not been able to because I've been uh, in uh, my mom's craft room, and my family is very much prohibition-minded. So. Here's to next week. I lose to you in everything, and that's just true.